welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com my name is abhishek and uh, this issue's cover is arguably among the most sought after ones every year it's on the 100 richest indians with uh, profiles of a bunch of billionaires on the cover are two debutants the co-founders of zeroda a broking outfit started by two brothers joining me on the call is the cover story author samar srivastava hi samar hope all's well Hi Abhishek thank you for having me yes all is well thank you before we dive into the cover summer there have been many studies that have been done of the wealth that the rich have amassed and uh, the consensus is that the rich have gotten richer you yourself uh, in your story cite a couple of figures like in india the top 100 richest have uh, increased their wealth by 14% ubs recently had done a survey you know between april to june at the height of the pandemic across the world the richest people on earth there wealth climbed by 27.5% what are a couple of reasons why this has occurred and is it any different in india as compared to you know the west so that that's an interesting question and the reason for that is really simple the moment news of the pandemic hit you had a lot of central bank action the world over and we essentially just decided to print money and throw money at the problem and as a result of which you had Uh, stock markets rallying and as a result of which net wealth numbers have gone up right. so the reason for that is 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 simple and well known what remains to be seen is whether this pandemic has long lasting effects and whether that sort of leads to uh, any demand destruction in consumers not spending and that would then again sort of reflect on valuations of companies and as a result of which net wealth could either Mm. Go up or down further. You could say it's counterintuitive that although we've had an economic crisis, the markets have actually not done so badly. That's the reality. That's where we stand today. The period for which you have measured the wealth of uh, richest Indians does it also coincide the pandemic period? So our cutoff is usually thirtieth uh, September. I think this year the cutoff was fifteen September. But yes, it's a one-year period. So and the pandemic hit in so yes, it does. are there any new industries or entrepreneurs or businessmen from from few industries doing better than others did you see any swings there compared to last year what is different uh, in this list so i think as a pack uh, the pharma industry uh, did a lot better this year the reason mm-hmm. for that being that pharma companies in general have done well uh, the most interesting one in my mind was um, sanjeev bichandani of info edge which essentially runs nokri.com and has right. stakes in other businesses and most notably has a stake in zomato mm. um so that was an interesting new entrant there's of course the cover story kamath brothers of zeroda which we'll talk about uh but these were some of the interesting um, stand out uh, entrants right and uh, number one position we just need to get that out of the way uh, is that of mr mukesh ambani so that that is one position that he's held on to from the year that forbes started listing top 100 billionaires so right his net worth uh, has risen risen substantially in the in the past year and the reason for that is is well known the fundraising fundraising lines industries did for geo and reliance retail uh, allowed the market to price uh, those businesses individually so we now know what or at least we have some sense of what uh, geo is worth what retail is worth what right. oil to chemicals is worth and what the legacy businesses are worth essentially so 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 reliance is now priced as a sum of the parts of all the businesses and not as one big 
and and whereas a, a gulf might separate him from the rest uh, the cover story that you've done is refreshing in that it has two relatively young entrepreneurs both brothers the founders of uh, zeroda it's a broking firm what was the reason to have them on the cover and what is it that these guys uh, do we had them on the cover essentially because they are new entrants young right. entrants and in a business that was seen ripe for disruption and as as often happens the disruption came from outside the industry essentially about a decade ago these two brothers who were active traders often asked themselves the question that if the work that a broker needs to do for each of our trades is the same why should we be charged according to the value of the trade it's just unfair and they then set up their own booking platform where they decided to charge a flat rate per trade and that over the last decade has really taken off you now have a situation where if you're trading you're charged a flat 20 rupees per trade right. and you are taking shares if you're investing essentially which means that you're buying shares and holding them for a longer period uh, your trades are free you're not paying anything apart from government taxes and this is uh, been very popular with uh, traders and investors and you now got a couple of other platforms that are doing this but that's essentially what they've done and that's how they disrupted the business did they have to suffer any losses initially how did they go about it because would they make money off volumes is that how it might work yes so the initial investment in the business and since it's a private company they didn't uh, get into a lot of detail on the numbers but the right. initial investment in this business was not a lot because all they had to do was hook onto the nse's now now platform that's the name of the platform and anybody who then downloaded zerota software could trade off them all they need to do was you know maintain margins and do risk management etc etc but right. you know like any tech business sure there were some upfront costs but after that the costs were not linear in the sense that it's not like every user you added you need to invest or you need to spend money on user acquisition etc etc they may have lost some money initially but i don't think it was a lot and uh, they're now making a lot of money the, the fact that it's taken them over a decade to get to 3.5 million users shows that you know if you build a business patiently the path to getting a large enough user base is there their first year was pretty small they ended up with 10000 customers right and uh, moving on from uh, zeroda into a couple of other generic questions one big dropout that must be called out in this years uh, list uh, is that of mr kishor biyani his name uh, pretty much featured year on year because of his investments in uh, real estate his apparel business and the like but you've done a big story on him this time around as well what were two or three reasons why he doesn't feature here he's been on the list over the last decade i think there were, there were a couple of years when he was not on the list the reason why he fell off the list was twofold one is that his businesses had a fair amount of debt and so in order for him to pay that off the businesses needed to operate with a certain number of customers coming in etc etc right his his fixed costs were very high when the covid pandemic hit hmm. you had a situation where people were just not coming into shop for uh, discretionary stuff like apparel crockery uh, things the higher 
higher margin items that stores sell because you know food and grocery sort of draw you into the stores but then customers buy higher margin items and that's how a retailer makes his money so right. a lot of stores were shut and the government said you can only sell essential items so which meant that you know he couldn't sell apparel etc etc and as a result of which his business completely the business model completely disintegrated the call he had to take was whether you continue to run the business like this uh, for the next 12 to 18 months or you get out and i think somewhere he took the call that he needs to get out and as a result of which he's fallen off the list he sold uh, his business to reliance retail the story really covers uh, his last decade and talks about tries to get into some of the reasons why it may not have worked out for him right before we log off any other highlights that come to mind given that it's a fat package and we may not have the time to get into every story sure so so there's a there's a story on kiran mazumdar shaw there's an interesting story on edtech there's a story on relaxo footwear which is a very interesting company essentially their their business model is very clear you supply um, uh, shoes affordable shoes and right. other footwear that indians want to wear and as the number of pairs they grow etc sell has been growing hmm. you've got in the situation where their fixed costs are reasonably low like i mean let's put it this way if you're selling 100 100 crores worth of shoes and you're spending 5 crore on advertising it's 5% but if you're selling 200 crore worth of shoes and you're still only spending 5 crore on advertising it's 2.5% right. so you know as as they sell more and more their fixed costs have come down and that's led to that company doing really well and i think this is the first time they're on the list so the founders also an interesting guy so that's an oh. interesting story lovely i think sawar in the interest of time thank you very much for uh, the time on this podcast thank you abhishek thank Thanks you so much uh, and all you listeners you can uh, get this podcast on forbesindia.com on itunes uh, stitcher and spotify and to have someone call you for a forbes india subscription message forbes to 51818 and also look for other podcasts from uh, forbes india there's one called teenpreneur an interview series with young entrepreneurs and We also have from the bookshelf of Forbes India conversations about business economics and books.